0: Chapter 7 of The History of England in Words of One Syllable. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rita Boutros. The History of England in Words of One Syllable by Helen W. Pearson. Chapter 7 henry the first when it was known that william rufus was dead the english chose henry the fine scholar for their king for robert was at the war in the holy land henry was brave and fond of books and brought wise men round him he took for his wife a kind dame who was known as the good queen Maud. she left two babes william and Maud. William was a wild youth, fond of wine, and he had a hard heart. He was wont to say that when he should be king of England he would yoke the men and drive them like beasts. But the day did not come for him to be king. He came to his death in this way. He had been in Normandy with King Henry, and when the time came for him to start back, he chose to go in a ship with some gay young friends. They stayed so long on the shore at their feasts that the king was a long way on his course ere they set out. Then the prince and his friends had drunk so much wine that they did not know how to steer the ship, so they ran on a rock and all went down into the sea. It is said that Prince William did not seek to save his life, as he might have done if he would have left the ship he stayed to try and save a young girl who was near kin to him it is the one good act that we hear of him but all that gay crowd went down save one who was left to tell the tale for three days none dare go to the king with the sad news at last they sent a child who fell on his knees at the king's feet and told him with a burst of tears that the white ship and all on board of her were lost the king fell to the ground like a dead man and in all his life from that day he was not seen to smile As he had no son now, he set all his love on Maud, whom he had wed with the German Emperor, Henry V, when she was but eight years old. When the Emperor was dead, Henry made her wed Geoffrey, the Earl of Anjou. She had three sons, and her firstborn took the name of Henry. The king's plan was that she should be Queen of England when he was dead, and the young Henry the next king. He did all he could to make his lord's vow that Maud should be queen at his death, and some did so, but they did not keep their word. The king had been told by wise men that he ought not to eat too much, but one day a dish of a kind of fish of which he was fond was set on the board, and he ate so much that it was the cause of his death. Henry, fine scholar, was a man who did not care for his word, and took all means to gain his own ends. He had a hard heart, as was seen by the way he dealt with Robert of Normandy, who had the best claim to the throne. He said Robert had made plots with his foes, and he led troops into Normandy, and cast Robert in jail for life. They let him at times ride out with a guard, and one day he broke from his guard and rode off. But his horse stuck fast in a swamp, and so they found him. When the king heard of it, he had the eyes of poor Robert burnt out, and then he was left to spend long years in a cell and to die there at last he left a boy of five years old and the child would have been put to death too if his friends had not hid him so you see fine scholar was a hard bad man and there were few to mourn him when he was dead when henry fine scholar was dead all his plans fell to bits like a heap of sand stephen one of the grandsons of the conqueror laid claim to the throne henry had not thought of such a thing Stephen brought someone to swear that the king had left him the throne on his deathbed, and he got the crown set on his head with great haste. But there were some who kept their oath and took the part of Empress Maud and her son Henry. So once more the poor folk's land had a war that did not come to an end for years. You know Maud was the grandchild of a Scotch king, so the Scots came to her help whole towns were burnt down and the land laid waste the trees were cut down the sheep and herds were left with none to care for them and there was naught but want and woe in all the land at last the folks were worn out and they said stephen might be king in his lifetime but henry the son of Maud, should have the next claim to the throne Stephen did not live but a year from the time this peace was made. Then Henry the Second came to the throne. He was just of age and full of zeal. He went to work to set things to rights in his realm. The first thing he did was to send all the Norman and French troops that had been brought into England to fight back to their own homes. He thought Englishmen were the best ones to fight for England he built up the towns that had been burnt in the wars and sent men all through the land to right the wrongs of the poor and the folks felt safe to build their homes and to plough their fields he put all the laws in force and brought wise men to his court and he was fond of those who wrote verse in henry's time there was strife in ireland the folks there were cut up in tribes and each tribe had a king now these kings were all the time at war one of them went to henry to beg that he would help him henry had too much to do at home but he gave his lords leave to go and help the irish king if they chose and dermot king of leinster said that if they won the cause he and the rest of the irish kings would serve england and the king of england should be lord of ireland from that day then an earl who got the name of strongbow got some troops and went to ireland to help dermot now the english knew so much more of the arts of war in those days than the irish that they beat them and from that time ireland has had no king but the english one. Scotland in that time had kings of her own. It was not so rich a land as England, and the folks were more rude and wild. One of their kings, William the Lion, when he heard Henry was in Normandy, thought there would be a good chance to get some of the good things so near him. He took men into England to rob the towns and take off the corn and beasts then the Englishmen rose up and went into the north and fought him and took him to london henry would not set him free till he took oath that from that time all the kings of scotland should do the will of the king of england and he should be the real head of the land king henry had a friend by the name of thomas a becket to whom he gave much wealth He had grand homes, and a crowd of men to serve him, and when he went in the street it was in great pomp and state. Now, Henry said, I will give my friend a high place in the church, then he will do all things there to suit me. So he made him Archbishop of Canterbury. Now Thomas A. Becket was proud and had a strong will of his own. He was fond of pomp and wealth, but he was more fond of his own way. So all at once he made a great change in his life. He ate coarse food and wore sackcloth next to his skin and would fast and pray all the time. Then he laid claim to all the right to say who should give a church to a priest. He chose to be in fact sole lord of the church in all England. When one did not please him, he laid the ban of the church on him. That meant a sort of curse that would cling to him when he rose up or when he sat down, when he slept or woke, when he ate or drank. The king could do naught, and he was full of wrath. This sort of strife went on for years. One day the king, in a hot rage, said in his court, Have I no one here who will rid me of this man? There were four knights there who heard these words and went out they found the archbishop in the church and when his men would have shut the doors becket said no that was the house of god and not a fort the men trod the dark aisles with a cry where is the archbishop i am here he said they told him he must fly or go with them he said that he would not move then they struck him but he stood firm with his head bent down and gave up his soul to god Then the knights went on with their blows till the archbishop fell on the floor dead. The king had not meant death to the archbishop by his rash words, and he was full of wrath when he heard the news. The four knights had to fly and did not dare to be seen in the land. The pope put the ban of the church on them, and they went to Jerusalem to kneel at the tomb of our Lord and pray for their sin. This dark deed made foes for the king in his own land, and it was some time ere the pope would make peace with him. King Henry was rich through his wife Eleanor. She had been so bad a wife to the French king that he sent her off and gave her all the gold she had brought with her to get rid of her. Now Henry, when a mere youth, had wed this bad wife for her gold. She had four sons, henry richard geoffrey and john and she brought them all up in a bad way she made her first-born when a boy think that he would make a good king and that he ought to have part of the land he did not rest till henry let him have the crown put on his head then the youth thought he would like to have all in his hands and he went to france to get men to help him fight the king But the prince fell ill in a French town, and when he found he must die. He sent for the king. Henry's friends thought this might be a trick, and they would not let him go. But he sent a ring to his son and told him that he would be friends with him. The prince took the ring with a kiss and tears. He knew then what a bad son he had been, and he said to the priest that knelt at his side, Oh, tie a rope round me and draw me out of bed that i may lie down in the dust of the floor and mourn for my sins the three sons left were as bad as the one who was dead for the queen led them to do wrong they went to war on the king to take his lands from him the king was worn out with the strife and at last as he lay on his sick-bed Someone brought him the list of those who had gone to the side of his foes, and the first name on the list was John, his last-born son, the most dear to his heart. The sick king heard it with a cry, O John, child of my heart, you for whom I strove through all my grief, have you too left me? Then with a deep groan he said, Now let the world go as it will, I care not and he did not seem to care to live from that time. So death soon came to him, and he was glad to go. Henry II has been known as Henry Plantagenet. It was the mode in those days for a man to wear a sort of shield for his face when he went into a fight so that he might not get wounds in his head. This thing was like a cage and had bars. It was hard to know who a man was when he had such a thing on, so it grew to be the style for men to wear some sign to show who they were. The men of Henry's race wore a spray of broom, and that is what Plantagenet means. End of chapter 7